With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the Everywhere, 
page 32. It's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Praise God. Jesus, 
Sometime today, if you would go through my songs here and remember them like they are in the book, that would be helpful. Thank you, my Lord, in prayer. 
local brothers and sisters. And Jesus will send them or else will bring you out of where you are and take you to them. One or the other. Being alone without other true brothers and sisters is suicide. Think about it. Amen. You need human beings that you can touch, that you can hug and see their facial expressions and visit their homes and houses and tents. We need one another. Amen. And to be honest, this internet thing just ain't working out. Might as well just give up on that thing trying to get people talk to one another it just ain't gonna happen I gotta come to that reality this ain't gonna happen you hate each other I just gotta accept that okay I just gotta accept it so we'll move on to the next stage and that is that you need people that you can actually touch and that can touch you in that that's God's true will. Amen. God's true will is for every one of us to have local brothers and sisters. Amen. And part of that, to find those brothers and sisters, is your part also, not only his part, of bringing them or bringing you to them, however it's going to go, but you planting seeds in your neighborhood, planting seeds in your community in order to reach out to look for those people. Amen. They need you, and you need them. Amen. So get out there and distribute the flyers and get you some sidewalk chalk and go walking. You need to get out walking anyway. Amen? Amen. And get a bicycle. Because you can only go so far walking with a bicycle. You can go three times as far. Amen. A lot more than three. Amen. That's what I was going to say. Three times. What are you talking about, Pastor? You can go ten times as far or a hundred times as far on a bicycle. Then there's no more excuse. Oh, it's too far for me. Get you a bicycle. You can find them at the flea market. You can find them at the yard sales. You can find them on Craigslist. Come on now. Get a bicycle and get out of Dodge and go over to the next neighborhood and the next one and the next one and the next one and get off the bicycle. Take your sidewalk chalk, 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 and start talking. And write Bible verses that's going, specific Bible verses that's going to get people to think, to read, to study, to fast, to pray, to seek. Amen. All it takes is one seed to grow a mighty tree. Amen. Amen. All it takes is one little mustard seed to grow a giant tree. So don't think that it's in vain. Because if you think it's in vain, it will be. Amen. That if you do it in faith, 
and plant those seeds in faith, knowing that seed will grow, then one of these days it will grow. It might not be this week, this month, this year, that it will grow. Sooner or later, if it be in the kingdom or whatever, amen. Some of the seeds won't grow. That's the reality. That's why you always plant two and three seeds a lot of times when you're planting a garden. You know that? So then, that's why you you write something on the sidewalk, and you're going down the street, and you write it again. You're going down the street, you write it again. You're going down the street, and you leave a flyer, a gospel track, on the bench there or at the bus stop or somewhere saying that. Lay it on somebody's porch. Amen. Tie it to their mailbox. Amen. Be imaginative. Be creative. Plant those seeds. Amen. Put it along the roadside and in the highways and in the hedges and go out and even looking for the homeless. Even put it in plastic bags so the gospel track does not get wet. Pull it over in the woods for the homeless camp. Amen. Be imaginative. Pray and think of things you can do to increase your witnessing. Dark and wicked world, and we need to be taking the lanterns of God's word into the dark valleys, into the deserts, into the wilderness, under the bridges, wherever we can do it. Amen. Praise God. So, got some work to do, every one of us, amen, praise God. We got an amazing, amazing revelation today, amen, amazing revelation, fasten your seatbelt, or take them off if you really want a joy ride, amen. So, first things first, calm down, calm down a little bit, Pastor, get your shoulder drinks here. There's more caffeine, so you can calm down more, yeah. Let's pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' mighty name, precious name above all names, the name that can save, the only name that can save, the only power and authority in all the world that can save. Mighty name, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Lord Heavenly Father, we lift up to you our brother, Pastor Ehub in Nigeria, for the healing of his head, arm, hand, and entire body. We thank you, Lord, for the money that has been raised, for the x rays and treatment. It may not be enough yet. We do not know. We await. But, Lord, we trust you. Protect this servant of yours that you have already shown great miracles through, that you have already shown your favor for it, that your favor be exalted again, in mercy and your grace be exalted again, in your servant Ehud. Bring healing to his body in the name of Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega, the Almighty God. 
We ask you, Lord, to touch his roommate, the deacons, Pastor Moses, and all the rest of those congregations in Nigeria for his cure, for his keepsake, and for his protection. We lift all of our brothers and sisters up to you all around the world, in South Korea, in Australia, in India, Jamaica, Cuba, Zimbabwe, Ethiopia, South Africa, America, and other nations around the world, that you would watch after them, Father, our precious brothers and sisters. Protect them, give them wisdom, help them to exercise wisdom, help them to be careful, help them to be wise, help them to follow your instructions and to grow in your spirit, to grow in your power and in your authority. We ask you, Lord, for your special help today in this sermon, that you would help us, Lord, to understand, to not get confused, to not misinterpret, to not misunderstand. Just help us to grow in your word and in the knowledge of your word and in the truth. Please remove our blinders, deliver us from any deception that we may be under. Show us our faults and our trespasses. Please forgive us of our sins. May your spirit and your will prevail on us this day, tomorrow, and forevermore, without end, in the name of the Alpha and Omega, Jesus the Christ, we pray. So be it. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Let's turn to the book of John. John 19. God is so good to us. Amen. Praise Jesus. God is good. So Robert, if you want to make a note for me to send to me about what is the Greek word for John, Greek spelling. Got Lucas, Matthias, I doubt that it's John, or John, something like that. And that the heat from Hosea 1. Huh? Burning up? Burning up. As God, God said, He rather for it to be hard or cold, not least one. Friends of the Lord. Happy Sabbath. Oh, Lord. Oh, 
And when you do have a brother or sister to meet with on the seventh day, it would be good if possible, might not always be possible, but when possible, why not bring a snack to the park or the house or wherever you meet for worship services and fellowship and eat together after services or before services, however it would work out best for you, and fellowship over food. Nothing's better than fellowship over food, amen? So I really encourage you to do that if that's something you can do, amen? We've always done, even when we met in the parks, even when we met in houses, and even we have a ministry building. In any situation, we have always had a meal after services. And I believe if the people can look for a way to do it, that a way to be made. Amen. Really good for fellowship. Really good for fellowship. Spend more time together, get to know each other more. Um, family. Amen. We're in the book of John, chapter 19. John, chapter 19. Let's go to verse 16. Verse 16. We'll read from verse 16 through 22. Verse 16. So he handed him over, Pilate, handed him Jesus over to be to them to be crucified. And they took Jesus, therefore he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of the skull. We need that in parentheses, not parentheses, but what is it? Yeah. Quotes. In quotes. The place of the skull. Which is called in Hebrew Gargotha where they crucified him, and with him two other men, one on either side, and Jesus in between. Not either side, let's do one on each side. Let's change it to each side. So all these notes in the order. One on each side. Everybody can make that correction in their Bible right now. One on each side. Jesus in between. And Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. And it was written, Jesus the Nazarene, the king of the Jews. Therefore, many of the Jews read this inscription for the place where Jesus was crucified near the city. And it was written in Hebrew, Roman, or Latin, and in Greek. Verse 21, so the chief priests of the Jews were saying to Pilate, do not write, the king of the Jews. But he said, uh, but instead write that he said, I am the king of the Jews. In other words, declare on it that he only made that claim, not that he actually is the king of the Jews. But Pilate answered and said, what I have written, I have written. It's done. It's over. Amen. So it was put out there, supposedly, Jesus the Nazarene, the king of the Jews. One problem, they didn't say that. No, they did not. 
absolutely did not. Amen. It did not say king of the Jews because the word Jews is an English word that was never used in any written manuscript in any Bible in Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, English, Latin, Roman, African, Korean, or any other language. The word Jews was never written in a book until the 1500s. And what it actually said, if you just look at the Greek here, of what John actually wrote about what was written, it said king of the Judeans. King of the Judeans. Amen. Praise God. And that is true throughout the entire Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. In every case that says Jew or Jews, singular or plural, it is not Jew. It is Judean, the Judeans. This is extremely important, extremely important. Amen. Extremely important. God is good to us. Amen. Let's talk about a book that I posted on MeWe just two days ago. And that is, I posted that I was selling a book called Government Zero, No Borders, No Language, No Culture by Michael Savage. Now Michael Savage is a, was a famous conservative talk show host on American radio, been on the radio for decades and decades, really long, long time, old school guy, Famous guy, popular. I used to listen to him a lot. He's a very interesting guy to listen to. And he argues in this book and on his radio show correctly, absolutely correctly. He argues that if you remove the borders of your nation, if you remove the language of your nation, if you remove the culture of your nation, you thereby destroy that nation and that is what the democrats are doing to america and it is what the palestinians are doing to israel when the democrats in the united states allow all nations all nations not just the mexicans see it's not really a mexican problem when they allow people across the mexican american border it's not just the Mexicans. They are also allowing Chinese, Iranians, Syrians, Russians, and all other nationalities across that border. That is an extremely dangerous situation. ISIS, they know for a fact that people from Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, and everybody else, all those nations are crossing that border. That is a documented fact. Undeniable. So it's not just a Mexican problem. 
And it is not, it is not hatred of the Mexican people. I have no problem with the Mexican people. None. But it's a fact that when you remove that border, then you destroy the nation. Amen. And when you remove the culture of America, and that's what they're trying to do as well. They have the same problem with Israel today, is that the Palestinians, the Arabs, and the Muslims, they want to erase the borders of Israel and change those borders from what it is right now. Change those borders. And also allow many more, many more Muslims, many more Arabs into Israel uncontrolled and unrestrained. And to destroy the culture of that land as well. They want to do all those same things to America and all the same things to Israel. It's not any coincidence that I had just posted that I was selling this book because I have an extra copy of it. Only a couple of days ago that I posted this. When I posted it, I had no idea at all that it would have a relation to this revelation about it's not the Jews, but the Judeans. This is huge because reason is important to recognize that the Bible actually did say the Judeans rather than the Jews. It's because when you say America and Americans, you recognize that Americans are from the United States, right? When you say Canadians, you recognize that a Canadian person is a person from Canada and a Mexican person is a person from Mexico, right? So when you say Judean, then you recognize that a Judean is a person from the land of Judea. And that's what the Bible calls that land, is the land of Judea. It says it over and over and over again. It is not the land of Palestine. It is the land of Judea. And that means that the residents of Judea is called Judeans. The same way that an American from America is called an American. Amen. This is extremely important because it will help more people learn and draw that connection to the name of the biblical name of that land of Israel in the Middle East and the residents of that land. To fix it, to restore the land, to restore the people, to restore the culture, even to restore the lineage, you have to bring all that back together. You've got to bring all the ingredients back together. Amen? You've got to bring back the borders and the language and the culture. Because without those things, you do not have a nation. Amen. Very important. Because when a person hears the name Jew or Jewish, there are many, many, many baby Iran Christians that do not understand that the Jews do have, or the Judeans do have the right to the land of Israel. Many, many 
false, weak, baby-lying Christians do not know that the Bible teaches that they do have the right to the land. They don't know it because they don't read the Bible. They don't read it enough to know these basic Babylonian, not Babylonian, but basic baby elementary principles of the Bible. They don't know it. Even these basic elementary things in the Bible, they don't know it because they don't read the Bible. They don't read enough of it. Amen. So it is important to start saying Judeans rather than Jews. And therefore, we have now replaced in the PDF download of the AOV Bible, the Alpha and Omega Bible, we have now already uploaded a fresh PDF with every place in the Bible where it says Jews changed to the Judeans. Because that's what it actually said. That's what it actually did say. So this is a major restoration of the original scriptures. This will beyond a doubt prove that the AOB Bible is even even that much more, more accurate than any other English or any other language translation of the Bible. Amen. Amen. This is a great restoration. Amen. Praise God. And we we are honored and privileged to be part of it. Amen. Amen. It's very sad that anyone on this earth would learn about the AOB Bible and then eventually reject the ministry that God used to restore that Bible. Very sad that anyone would turn their back and tread underfoot the ministry that God has chosen to restore the Bible. Not only is it sad, it's fearful. It was, it's a fearful thought that someone would do that. Quite a few people. Quite a few people have no fear of God. They say they do, but they don't. They're liars. Absolute liars. If they had a fear of God, they would not turn their back against God's chosen ministry and their brothers and sisters. They would not turn their back. Amen. This is huge. Let's look at a little bit of evidence. It doesn't take much research. It doesn't take much effort. It's very clear. Amen. The Wikipedia article for Judas Iscariot, the guy that portrayed Jesus, Judas Iscariot, when you go to Wikipedia and look at that article, it says, quote, the name Judas is a Greek rendering of the Hebrew name Judah. Judas? Judah. That's where it comes from. And that Judah means God is thanked or God is praised. That's what Judah means. How can it mean God is praised or God is thanked or thank God unless the name of God or the word God, one or the other, is part of that name? Amen? So this is huge. This is huge not only because 
it is important to recognizing who has the right to Israel, to the land, but also what is the name of God? Because God's name is part of that word, Judean and Judah. Amen. It starts with a J, Don. Amen. Now, of course, the Wikipedia article and the Strong's Concordance both will claim that it starts with the letter Y. But we know better than that. Amen. The reason they say it starts with the letter Y is because they are looking at the Assyrian language rather than true Hebrew. Amen. The Assyrian language. And they're trying to force, they're trying to force, forcefully force the Y sound upon a word and words that have the letter J sound or G sound. They do that because the Freemasons, who are Muslims, the Freemasons that would include the Shriners that came originally from Syria, all these people are Muslims, Shriners and Freemasons. They are the ones that control the college courses that teach a false rendering of Hebrew, a false version of the Hebrew language. They control those courses and those colleges. They are the ones that are the liberals. They are the ones that are the Democrats, the Muslims. They are Democrats. They are the ones that are controlling a lot of the uh, uh, dictionaries and Wikipedia and the powers that be, the New World Order, the so-called elite. They are the ones that are controlling what you read, what you watch. Amen. Those are the caretakers. Those are the the one world order people. So you have to be careful when you look on internet websites, especially ministry websites, and even encyclopedias, uh, lexicons, concordances, encyclopedias. You have to be careful because a lot of that is controlled by the world, laws people, Babylon and people that straight out lie, and people that hide the truth on purpose, as the Bible says that they would, and that hate God, and serve a false God. Amen. So you've got to be careful about these things. We know that it is a demonic custom to change the J sound into a Y sound. We already know that in this ministry. Therefore, it's very clear that it is J-E-H as the first three letters of Judah rather than Y-E-H. Now notice how it did have an H in there as well. Now the H is silent. You don't actually use an H sound. But it was there as far as writing it out and spelling. J-E-H is the short form of the name of God in the Bible. It is part of the sentence that Moses heard God speak at the burning bush. Amen. J-E-H is God's name, as well as Jesus. G, us, is J-E-H with us. G with us, God with us. Jesus is his name. Jesus is the only name by which we may be saved. But many times throughout Scripture, Throughout centuries, 
they even obliterated even the name of Jesus, knowingly obliterating the name of Jesus as the J.E. They did that many centuries, many different Bible manuscripts. That's not debated. They actually did that. So it's just like saying Timmy is Tim or Jonathan is John. Okay? Same thing. J-E-H is the short version of Jesus. Now, they also claim that the, the word Jew is actually Yehuda. Yehuda, if you look at Strong's Concordance, at the word Jew, and you look at what it is, how it was originally written and pronounced, they say it was Yehuda. Yehuda, and they also say it's Eudias, Eudias, Aramaic Yehuda, Greek Eudias. It is not. That's bullcrap. The biggest load of bullcrap I've ever seen in my life. It is not Eudias. Our brother Gerald is working on creating a more accurate Greek concordance and Greek in a literal. There's a lot of work to that. Probably take a while longer because after he gets so much of it done, then I have to tell him how to fix it, <laughs> how to correct it. <laughs> Things like this to put in there how you really ought to pronounce it and how it was really spelled and what it really means. Different things like that throughout Scripture will have to be fixed after he... Uh, does a certain amount of work, then we're going to have to work together to fix certain things like that, too. Uh, so this is going to be a process. So don't expect it tomorrow or this weekend, but our brother in the Lord is creating a more accurate component and elemental of the Bible, and that will help us a whole lot. But that also will be an ongoing project for the rest of his life and maybe into the next life as well. Amen. Now, when we look at the blueletterbible.org, which is a great website for uh, looking at the Strong's Occurrence, which remember the Strong's Occurrence is not the Bible, it's a dictionary of the Bible, so written by man, so you have to be careful. But when you look at the blueletterbible.org resource for studying the Bible, and you look at that Greek word, 3063, I mean Hebrew Aramaic word 3063 for uh, either Judah or Judea, whichever I put there. It says this. Now, this is a quote from the Brown Driver Briggs lexicon, which is listed there as a resource on that page. It says, quote, but this is Judea's relationship to the language, and it doesn't actually say in English the Judean language. You have to click on it to get the English rendering. It's like an aromatic that you'll actually see there. When you click on that, you'll only see the aromatic, but then when you click on it, then you'll see the English, and it's talking about the Judean language. And it says that it's dubious, which means not known for sure, but rather confusing, that the Judean language uh, and this is just unexplained, a connection to the land of 
Judea. In other words, they don't confess that there's a strong connection, but rather they say, oh, there might be a connection, but it's doubtful, it's confusing, we don't know it, we don't understand it, it's unexplained, but it might have something to do with the language and the land and the culture. Amen! Praise the Lord. The language and the borders. Amen. The language and the borders. As Michael Savage may be being used by God as a prophet, perhaps, because it is the borders and the language and the culture that define a nation. Amen. As well as who is the king. Amen. Who is the king? And when you take the king away, and you say, no, that's not your king, but it's Biden rather than Trump, then that's another way of trying to destroy the nation. Always try to take down the leader and replace the leader with your, your guy. Amen? That's another way of destroying a nation. So there's no coincidence to the timing of this revelation with me posting about that book only a couple of days ago not knowing at all that it would have a connection to the sermon. And that is not duties. Amen. Praise God. Now, please do not misunderstand me. I am not saying that the word Jew is evil or that we must completely boycott saying the word Jew or Jewish. I'm not saying that you have to completely stop saying Jew. But what I am saying is that the Bible did not say Jew, but it said the Judeans. And that is more accurate, and the Bible must be restored. And it is important that we start using that word Judean as well. You don't have to completely stop saying Jew. But you need to add to your vocabulary, your vocabulary, you have to increase your vocabulary, you have to add to the lexicon of your brain that term, the Judeans, and teach other people as well. It is extremely important that you teach your family, your fans, the people that you know, that the Jews are actually called the Judeans. The Bible never calls them the Jews as far as what was actually originally written. That's what we're talking about. What was originally written. It never called them the Jews, but rather the Judeans. And that's extremely important to teach people that because it connects the land of Judea, the land of Israel, to the residents and defines the nation, defines the borders, and defines the language. Amen. Let's look at a few examples in the Bible. Let's turn to the book of Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. Even with the birth of Jesus, here's something amazing. Starting in verse 2, Matthew 2, verse 2. Mind-blowing, amazing, amazing. Matthew 2, verse 2. Oh, 
going to read from here down through verse 6. Matthew 2, verse 6. Then, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? Mark out where it says Jews and put Judeans. Because that is what the Magi actually said. Amen. Where is he who has been born king of the Judeans? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Very interesting. that They said, who is he that has come who has been born the king of the Judeans? That was what is written on the cross, on the sign, on top of the cross, above the head of Jesus when he died. It's the same title given to him at birth. Amen? At birth and at death, he was born and died king of the Judeans. And that shows he is God. Who would be the king of the Judeans? Who is the original, original king of the nation of Israel before David was Saul? And who was king of Israel before Saul? Jesus. Amen. He born and died as the king of the Judeans. Verse 3, and Herod the king heard, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Verse 4, gathering together all the chief priests and the scribes and the people, he asked of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written in by the prophet, quote, and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means the least among the leaders of Judah, but out of you shall come forth a ruler who will be shepherds of my people, Jesus, amen. So he was born in Bethlehem of Judea. So Judea would be the nation, and Bethlehem would be the city. Judea or Judah, either one, both is correct. Now, of course, we know that Judah or Judea is only one tribe out of 12. We also have the tribe of Ephraim, which became the British Commonwealth, Queen Elizabeth, South Africa, even at one time India, Canada, Many nations, most of Africa, were all part of the British Commonwealth at one time. Interesting right now that Queen Elizabeth, for the first time in decades, is starting to exercise some of her authority instead of just giving away the land. Actually starting to exercise some authority of trying to uh, enforce new laws to protect the British uh, elections. So that's very interesting. Very interesting what we see happening over there right now with Queen Elizabeth uh, in the final days of her life, final weeks, months of her life, that she is actually doing something right for a change. Hmm. The, her husband just died. Maybe he was a hindrance to her. Who knows? But she's doing something right for change. Let's go over to the history book now. 
2 Kings, 2 Kings 18. 2 Kings 18. Page 146, Ministry, Volume 2, 2 Kings 18, page 146, 2 Kings 18, verse 26, verse 26, 2 Kings 18, verse 26. And this guy, Helicam, the son of uh, Tychius, and Thomas and Joyce said to this man named Repsex, speak now to your servants in the Syrian language, for we understand it, and speak not with us in the Jewish language. And why do you speak in the ears of the people that are on the wall? Where it says Jewish language, we're changing that now to the language of the Judeans. Language of the Judeans. So this is just a couple examples of throughout the scripture how we are editing, updating, and correcting and restoring the Bible. It is not the Jewish language. It is the language of the Judeans. Amen. It was not king of the Jews, but the king of the Judeans. It is not Jew and Jews, but rather the Judean and Judeans very important. Again, we don't have to completely abstain from the word Jew. We just need to increase another word to our usage, to our vocabulary, and let other people know that yes, they have the right to the land. Not only because of this, but the Bible also greatly details in many different times, many different Bible verses throughout Scripture, that God gave them them that land and that God will restore them to that land and that God will destroy their enemies. Very interesting what we're seeing going on right now in Israel, on the Temple Mount, and with Syria, just fired three missiles, Syria did, uh, within the past 48 hours or so, they fired at least three missiles that I'm aware of, and then hundreds and hundreds of missiles from Gaza and a great turmoil in uh, the land of Judea right now. Very interesting we're seeing this. And it's also very interesting how we saw the attack on the American oil, gasoline, fuel inf- infrastructure, not just that one really huge pipeline but also many other places, uh, oil refineries, different pipelines, even a, a uh, even a natural gas well in the Mediterranean Sea that belonged to Israel, shut down uh, a pipeline where Michigan or somewhere is that the governor ordered shut down, uh, oil refineries in, I think, Texas, all these shut down. 
multiple reasons. It's very interesting what we are seeing developing. Also very interesting, we saw that Saudi Arabia is going to open an embassy in the capital of Syria, Damascus, recognizing Assad and many other nations, the United Arab immigrants, the Ukraine, uh, Algeria, other Muslim nations that were demanding for Assad to be replaced or killed or persecuted or arrested are now signing peace treaties with him and, and, and accepting him as the eternal leader of Syria and um, reducing their war against him and starting to come more, much more in agreement with him. Very interesting what we're seeing with that development, especially with Saudi Arabia, who was a arch enemy, one of his arch enemies, now coming into peace with him and even going to open up an embassy, maybe even by the end of this month, opening an embassy. So that's extremely uh, important to be watching years and watching these developments occur, which confirm scripture and confirm the teachings of this ministry of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're going to see prices continue to increase on gasoline. I expect more attacks on the American infrastructure. It is definitely coming from Russia and Iran and North Korea and Syria. Make no mistake about it. It is not just some hacking group of a bunch of teenagers. That's what they want you to think. Don't be fooled. It is a hacking group from Russia. Come on now. That is attacking American infrastructure. Come on now. This is not a bunch of teenagers. These are North Koreans. Iranians that are working for Syria inside Russia. And I've got to still read the news article that somebody said, uh, Brother Duncan did say today that he read something about that they had seized the servers of that hacking group in Russia. So I've not read that yet. I've got to look into that. And, but that's beyond, besides the point, besides the point. I know that you can't trust everything you read in the news, what their claims are, what they're saying. You have to read between the lines, amen? You gotta read between the lines, you have to use wisdom, and you have to view things with biblical eye lens, amen? Put on the lens, the eyeglasses, the reading glasses of the Bible, amen? And so I know that these attacks are government attacks are weakening uh, America as a nation. Again, it is an attack against our national identity. It is an attempt to destroy America, to weaken America, to cause division and war and chaos in America, to hurt the pocketbook of America and Americans. We are in a continual warfare that's not just spiritual, but physical. It is a physical war. Uh, uh, it's very important that Christians start acknowledging and comprehending that the spiritual warfare is not just in the sky. It's not just in the wind. It's not just in the invisible realm, but it's in the physical realm. 
It is in the gas. It is in the infrastructure. It is in the government. It is in physical flesh and blood. Amen. It is in these things. And even though we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the spirits, it is the spirits that are using the flesh and blood. That is how they operate. They use the flesh and blood, the metal, the arm, the vaccines, the viruses, the armies, and the leftist human beings. They use those groups. Amen. Anything else, brother? Other than we're going to do a countdown to Pentecost. Anything else? I guess I could mention again how I, I, I somehow read the same thing a day or two before you mentioned it to me. Uh, you had read what? Um, that the word Jews was very recent and wasn't used. Really? Yeah, I told you that already. Well, I didn't understand that that's what you were telling me. You had just recently read, Brother Gerald, had just recently read. How recently? I think it was two days before that phone two call. Two days yesterday. before the phone call yesterday, two days before that, that he had read that the word Jews is a recent invention, a recent, relatively recent word, that it was originally something else or Judea. So that's a confirmation as well. Amen. Praise God. And Sister Australia said another confirmation of something else is during the Bible study with my wife last night. Uh, she had some seeds planted a few days ago and one popped up. And they are to be planted during spring and summer and takes 20 days to sprout. And yet, they are already sprouting already very quickly. Um, you can plant multiple seeds and only one pop up. So that's the way it works. She, she is an eyewitness to that. But praise the Lord that her seeds were springing up very fast, very quick. Amen. And also in the ladies' Bible study last night, my wife and sister Australia talking on the phone last night, which is the way that it should be done. And they saw something, I forget what it was because I'm half asleep, but right now, uh, oh yeah, I know what it was now. I was reading in Luke 10, verse 30 through 34, 36, something like that. We might as well turn there, Luke 10 right now. See what Jesus was saying to the ladies last night. On a different topic. Luke 10, verse 30. Page 80. Page 80, Luke 10, verse 30. So they was reading in their Bible study, their personal Bible study together last night, and Jesus replied and said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among robbers, and they stripped him and beat him, and went away, leaving him half death. Now this we are applying to what happened to our pastor Eho in Nigeria. Amen. He was beaten severely and robbed. 
Verse 31, and by chance, the priest was going down on that road, and he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, the Levi also, when he came to the place and saw him, passed on the other side. But a Samaritan, who was on a journey, came upon him, and when he saw him, he felt compassion, and came to him and bandaged up his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. And he put him on his own beast, his own animal, his own horse, camel, and brought him to the motel, the inn, and took care of him. Now, the reason this is significant is not only was the pastor recently beaten and robbed, but I had been thinking and telling the people there in Nigeria, pour oil on him. Amen. That's what the Bible tells us to do. Amen. In the book of James, chapter 5, when a person is sick, pour oil, and this is what this man did, pour oil and wine on his wounds. So what I have been telling them to do is to get some frankincense oil and mix it with some olive oil and rub it all over his head because it is proven by science over and over and over and over again that frankincense heals brain injuries. Proven over and over again. So if you ever know anybody with any kind of a brain injury or a head injury, it don't have to be just only brain, that anywhere about your body, frankincense is a powerful medicine that was used in Israel and that God even instructed to be used in the temple for incense because that helps increase the presence of God. God loves that and wine, and oil, and smoke. Amen. I just see God with a big old cigar and a big giant glass of wine and eating a plate for nice fatty pork chops. Amen. Yeah, that, that will greatly <laughs> anger some people. <laughs> but, hey, Hey, God is God. Amen. Praise the Lord. People are crazy. Amen. There's a country song that I love that says, Fear is good, God is great, and people are crazy. Amen. We can't praise everybody. I will just declare the truth without fear. Amen. But we need to be exercising the usage of holy anointing oil. Every one of you needs to be anointing yourself on a regular basis with oil. You can anoint yourself. It is good to go to the pastor for anointing, for healing, for blessing, for help, for strength, for deliverance, for many, many reasons, you can go to a true pastor for anointing. But you can also anoint yourself. Most of the members of this international ministry can't visit me in person, and I cannot visit you in person. So for most of you, you're going to have to anoint yourself. And it's very important to do that because it helps your soul and it heals your body. It helps the energy of your body. There's energy in that oil, power of God. 
it connects the spirit with the flesh, the smoke, the candles, the fire, the songs, the praise, the worship. All of these things go hand in hand of touching the physical and spiritual realm together, connecting the physical and spiritual together. God wants us to do that through the holy anointing oil and other ways. Amen. Praise God. Well, we do need to count the days to Pentecost. We've got 36 days to go. And 36 days. 36 days to go to Pentecost. Pentecost will be Sunday, June the 20th. And we will be having special worship services that day. Maybe perhaps in a new location. And maybe perhaps outdoors somewhere for that special day. We'll see uh, what can be done about that, how the Lord leads. Please remember a special financial offering to the ministry for the Holy Day of Pentecost, even as the Bible does instruct us to give a special offering on the Holy Days. So please remember a special offering to the ministry for the ministry and the law that extensives. I, I, I don't hardly ever, ever, ever say anything about it. We're not in this for the money, but it takes money to pay rent, electric, to print, to work, to do on an international ministry. So I believe you would be, um, I believe you would be shocked at how expensive it is to run an international ministry. We really do need people's help. We're not trying to get rich. We're just trying to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out there to the people, and it's important. Even the poor should try to give into the ministry on the holy days as an offering to the Lord and to pay their tithes. Uh, ways can be arranged. Arrangements can be made if a person wants to obey the biblical commands. A way can be made somehow, some way. And it may take uh, somebody's help. It may take uh, uh, being creative or even, uh, you know, new ways of doing it. But I believe that it can be done. Remember in the Bible how the widow, the little widow woman, she gave just the widow's might, basically a penny. If we used to think of the smallest of our American currency, she gave the smallest amount, but she gave, she still gave, and she was a widow. And so she could have said, she could have tried to use an excuse, I'm poor, I'm the widow, and you all are supposed to be helping me. Amen. She could have used that excuse. But she didn't use that excuse. She didn't say, I'm poor. Well, I, you know what? She gave without the internet, without a debit card. There's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. When people look for a way and stop making excuses, it's impossible, it's impossible, it's impossible. I believe that a way can be made. And it's nothing else. If nothing else, then give it to the Lord in your local community. 
somebody that's begging money on the street, give to them. Somebody that's hungry, a family member, a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker, or a stranger that is in need, give the financial offering to that person for the hope and your weekly tithes and your monthly tithes. If you say, and if it is true, that there's no way to send it to me, you can still give it to God. And yet you can still give it to God. God is in every nation. Amen. God is in every city. And he cannot and will not be restricted by any government, by any credit card system, by any debit card, nor by your poverty. He will not be restricted. Amen. You can give something to the Lord financially. Anybody? Everybody. Even if you're homeless, even if the last little, if you've only got a half a cup left of flour and you only got a little hen of oil, if you give it to God first and his servants first, God will multiply it. This is what the Bible teaches time and time again, amen? But people don't have no faith. I got to hold on to what I've got. I cannot do without. I starve to death. There's always excuses, excuses, excuses. Bible commands that we prioritize. And if you don't send it to me, then send it into your local region. Buy Bibles for people. Leave Bibles on people's porches. Or buy a bunch of ink and paper to print and the flyers. Do something financially for the Lord. And make that a priority. A tithe is supposed to be the first of your increase, not the last. Not what left over, but the first of your increase. So your increase is if you get a check or if you get money from anyone for any purpose, that is an increase, financial increase. And the first 10% is to go to God. Not your last 1%, but rather the first 10. And if you put God first, he'll give it back to you. There's many times when I gave the only thing I had to a person in need, and God returned it back to me double. That's the way God works. He might not always give it back to you double. Just give it back. It may take weeks or months or years, but he will give it back. And he will. Eventually, if you keep on the pattern, the habit of putting him first financially all the time, one of these days you'll be shocked, absolutely amazed how he begins to open up the windows of heaven to bless you. Met a man. Yesterday, when I was begging for money on the street, Pastor Ehud for his x-rays, a man with no legs, and he gave more money than anyone else. He was a sinner. If there ever was a sinner, he was the chief of sinners. He was a man that most of you would never allow in your home, not because he don't have no legs, but because of his life and his, his sins. 
He's a man that, in one sense, the police would love to lock up. But he had more here, more love, more compassion for people in me than most Christians. Amen. This man, God will bless. Amen. God will bless him spiritually because that he showed compassion. Amen. God is good. Amen. God is good. Continue to pray for Pastor Ehab. Continue to pray for a new location for this ministry because we have to leave by the end of the month because we cannot afford the rent here. So, we got to have a new place. Time is clicking down, but we are not desperate, but rather we are excited new windows, new doorways to heaven, that God is going to open up new doors. I know there's only one door to heaven, that's God, that's Jesus. I'm not saying nothing opposite of that. I'm just saying new opportunities that God is opening up for the ministry, exciting new things. It's time for the ministry to take the next step in our journey. It's exciting and it's positive in the man. But it is expensive. It is expensive. And I do ask for people to send extra offerings over and above your normal amount because we are in desperate need right now uh, for multiple reasons. We do need your help. If you can help, then we need it now. So, I'm not too proud to beg because uh, the beggars are closer to the heart of God that they're willing to humble themselves and not be over full of pride. Amen. Very good for a person at some point in their life, some point in their life, to reach the, the level of need that they would literally beg. Very good for a person's soul. Very humbling. Everybody needs that once in their life. It's really something that you actually ought to crave to reach that point of where you would literally beg because it will crucify your pride. Amen. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing. I'd recommend it for anyone.
So I hope that everybody will start counting the days to Pentecost and write it on the calendar. I hope that everybody has a paper calendar. I hate the electronic crap. Everything's electronic. Everything's on the computer. Everything's on the flash drive. Old school is best for many reasons. It's better for your mind to be able to do things in a physical, manual way. Amen. You depend too much on the computers. You forget how to spell, how to write, how to do things the old way. One of these days, we'll have hopefully we won't have the computers. So I hope you have a paper paper calendar on your wall and start marking down the days. It's good for the soul to be able to look on the wall at a real calendar and be able to mark it off each day and count the days like that. It's a better viewpoint. It's a better, better viewpoint. Just like reading the real Bible instead of electronic version. When you're walking up the pages of the Bible and you see both pages with, a, with an easy glance, you have a better viewpoint. Very good for the soul. Anything else? Okay, I'll let you all go. Take care. Rest easy. And I'll see you next seventh day, if not before, and if the creeks don't rise. See you then. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.